Do you value yourself, your family, your friends? Want to know more about how to survive, thrive, and stay alive in these dynamic times? Listen to Around the Campfire with Kate, Thursday nights and Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, only on PSN TV. That's Around the Campfire with Kate, news that nobody in the MSM wants to report. Remember, train hard, train smart to survive, thrive, and stay alive. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Around the Campfire with Kate. Tonight, I'm back in Jeremy Hansen's studio from Unleash Jeremy Hansen. Tonight, we are going to discuss hypotheticals and what if. Hey, Jeremy. <laughs> How are you? I'm uh, doing good. Yeah, well, I was, I was just thinking innuendos, hypotheticals. I mean, they're all, they're all the same, right? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> I, I love a show dripping with irony. Well, this one's going to be full of it. Awesome. I mean, irony. Yeah. Well, you called and, you know, you told me uh, how much you had planned on talking about in this show and what you were talking about. And I was like, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to watch her work her magic. <laughs> we're in a lot of trouble because I did absolutely zero homework. Oh. Because that's what I was going to do. I was going to sit back and watch you. It's, it's our, we're professionals here. We're okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let's say I Okay. Hypothetically. Then, I got to say hello, Dwayne, Pat, Rochelle, oh. Craig Holmes. He's on here. Craig, uh, really? Maya, yeah. Wow. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Okay. Back to hypothetically. Let's say hypothetically that the people in this country are sick and tired of the news. Hmm. The mainstream media. I know. I know. It's it's tough to think that something like that would ever happen. But let's just say it's happening. And let's say that there's people out there that want to start I know. I know. A it's, true... It's tough journalistic network you're saying hypothetically I, I, yes hypothetically okay hypothetically I, i'm trying to so how's I, that working for you I, you know <laughs> i've got shades of innuendo all around me but <laughs> but you know i think you're i think you're absolutely right on a serious note for a second wait wait uh, wait 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 hold hold it you okay. just admitted i was right i did oh I wow did. I, I, you know, you got to do that. It's the business. Wow. Maya's teaching you well. You go, girl. Okay. Uh, hey, I wear the pants in my family. Well, she just she just tells me which uh, leg to put on first. She, she tells me which <laughs> ones to put on. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Truth. It, it seems like uh, that's been lost in translation. Um, what is truth? Right. Well, it, are you in the new school that truth is subjective? Mm-hmm. Um, or are you in the, the old school like I am that, sure, there's an anomaly, but truth is usually transcendent? I thought, and that hurt, that... <laughs> Hello, Reb. Hello, Patch. That uh, Nancy. journalism is supposed to be based on truth. Facts. Supposed to be factual. It not... Is. Not just enough truth to make the lie believable, right. but just enough fact to complete the story. Well, yeah, there's facts. Um, Where? Uh, well, 
not coming from the mainstream media, I can tell you that. Oh, no, 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 no. We're hi- hypothetically. Yeah, well, hypothetically, uh, effects. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an example. You have two different paradigms. You know, I'll use abortion as an instance here. You have the one side that'll come out and say, well, if she has an abortion, it's going to kill a baby. That is a fact. Then on the other side, you will have this argument that says, well, if she doesn't have an abortion, it could change the trajectory of her life. She could commit suicide. Or maybe, you know, maybe it is a physical uh, thing where she could die. Now, both of those arguments are completely parallel with each other without them knowing it. They're going east-west. And somewhere in the middle between them parallel lines, there's real truth. Uh, But for some reason, nobody's discussing real truth and nobody's uh, being... I guess having enough journalistic integrity okay. to fall on them. Staying on the abortion thing, which is probably going to be a taboo subject, but it is. Um, <clears throat> if they are now classifying a fetus at, or the unborn child as not a child or a human being or something living, does that mean that the individuals that have killed a woman who was pregnant and was? Um, convicted of dual murder because of an unborn child, do do they get their conviction overturned? Well, that's where we live in the gray area. (laughs) Uh, You're exactly right. I know. Um, I mean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, In this instance, you're exactly right. (laughs) Um, Oh, good save. uh, Literally, I have pondered that uh, very question. And, you know, I've watched men. Here's the thing. I'm old school. If you That's because you're old. Well, I am. Uh, 42 years of oh. learning and thinking. Oh, you're young. Um, I look at men. First of all, if you can beat there's a woman. There's men out there? Oh, there's men out there. I'm telling you. Okay. There, there's men. Uh, okay. uh, men. Yeah, men. Oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. You know, when we talk about that and what you're saying, you're absolutely right. I. Uh, Fair is fair. Law is law. We can't have this gray area, but we live most of the time in that gray area. Um, I just heard about a guy. He's going to go to the prison for the rest of his life where he needs to be. His girlfriend was 15. He was 17. She had the baby. He took the baby, walked out in the woods, put two in its head. Uh, Happened in southern Wisconsin. He's going to go to prison for life, and he should. But the funny paradigm in that, is that she could have just went to the abortion clinic and done it and it would have been completely legal because it was politically acceptable that way and not the other way. Uh, Same, is it? I I did not know that. I thought it was... Up to two weeks. Up to two weeks. Up to two weeks. Yeah, anybody that can do that needs to be... Put down. Vanquished uh, completely. And and I'm just using this as an example, but I'll give you another hypothetical when it comes to journalistic integrity and and truth, transcendent truth in America, we can at 17 have our kids sign up for the military. Mm-hmm. At 18, they can be sent anywhere. They're a killing machine. They're a saving machine, whatever it is. But we can expect them to do whatever their leadership wants them to, period, up to and including death. However, to drink or to smoke, you got to be 21 years old. Um, <clears throat> That's hypocritical. It is. You can vote in America at 18 years old uh, for the future of the free world. 
but you can't smoke a cigarette. You see what I'm saying? I mean, there's this, come on. Uh, I don't know. It, that gets to me. I'm not going to lie. Well, let's get to this. Uh, you do apolitical news. Right. So let's say, hypothetically, of course, that there is a network or could be a network showing up out there that... Uh, Heard it through the grapevine. Ah, uh, no. You're still on that day job, aren't you? <laughs> um, uh, uh. That this network has comedy, some preaching, some survival programs, a little bit of everything on this network, not just television, but audio right. as well. What do you think this network should look like? Well, first and foremost, it's got to be the best of the best. Um, you were in trouble. Yeah, it's it's got to be quality top to bottom. Mm-hmm. It has to live somewhere in the realm of reality where, like we're talking right here, the stuff we're talking about, this is real issues. Absolutely. This is the stuff that nobody else will touch. This is, you know, I, I watched Tucker Carlson over the weekend and they were really coming down on him. And he, he came out with a story on that short, snubby little a-hole that used to work on Fox. You know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And that guy, the whole, that guy, the whole story was they went to a grocery store slash cafe and nobody had masks on. The whole story was nobody had masks on. And I, you know, I watched that and I laughed. I chuckled. Um, Dan Bongino actually replayed Tucker Carlson and then unleashed Jeremy Hansen watched oh it. I thought it was awesome, but God, how <laughs> dare you chuckle. Okay. But you know, my, my thing was, this is America. How can we literally have a story, a main story from Shep? You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, the Shep, Shep the Sherp. How how can we have a story from him where it was bombastic, meaning, oh, my gosh, people don't have masks on. I mean, we used to have freedom here. We used to have liberty here. So here's the first thing. The left and the right both need to understand that there is some truth in the middle and the gray areas, mm-hmm. and they got to give and take a little bit. How many states now are now taking away the mandate to wear masks? Oh, like 18 or 19 states? Yeah, I think it's 19, and I think that there's going to be more. As a matter of fact, even California <gasps> is changing up the rules so they can get their workers back to work. Why? Well, that's what happens when a governor is going to get recalled and people are suffering. This is the first time in world history, world history, where a government has gotten together and said, you may not go provide for your family. Mm. Whether you starve, whether you pay your rent. And and remember, they put a rent moratorium. And what they do a couple weeks ago, they literally lifted the rent moratorium and said, okay, now we can start evicting people. Even though in those places, the government still said, you can't go work. You can't provide for your family. So now we're going to have a bunch of homeless people, which is what I think that a lot of politicians want. They want to be the savior. They want to get rid of God. They want to get rid of, you know, everything. Christianity, our moral principles, the moral scope we live in, actual science. I mean, I see Robin Hood coming back. Oh, I do too. Except I see a lot of Robin Hoods. Right. I see a lot of Robin Hoods on two-wheeled vehicles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Little putt-putts. Oh, hello, Beasy. Um, G- getting back to... What do you think the network's going to look like? Well. Uh-oh, deep subject. It is a deep subject. Here, here's the thing. I think that the network can be shaped into what a, a network should look like. And I think people have forgotten what they used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, in 1991, ABC hired Rush Limbaugh. 
Imagine that. I mean, yeah, think about that. Here's the thing that I remember. I remember coming home from school, and we did after-school specials. That's right. You're young. Yes. And we would have, uh, Mash would play late at night, and we'd have Dallas, and then you'd have, you know, some sports, and you had everything. It was a fully encompassing thing. And Mm -hmm. when, I remember Dan Rather, and I don't know if you remember Dan Rather back when Dan Rather was really Dan Rather. Right. But Dan Rather would just sit up there tonight. She was trusted. Yes. In Afghanistan, this happened. There was not a political spin on either side. He might say, like, you know, if, if Ronald Reagan would say something. Um, and the president said, that was it. Mm-hmm. There was no, you know, well, Trump's trying to do this or Biden's trying to. Do, there, there was no political slant. So this is one of the things that I don't understand is how can a newscaster sit behind the desk and give a factual statement an absolute statement based on something that they know absolutely nothing about. They can't. They do. They do. They do it all the time. That's why I'm not a newscaster. Um, so what are you called? Well, I would say that I'm a political <laughs> analyst. Oh, is that what that is? Yes, I, I'm a political analyst. That, and That's impressive. I guess. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't have any business cards. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. We need people to present the news. Because the American people are smart enough to be able to decide on themselves. And you know what? Everybody has their opinion. They have their likes. They have their dislikes. And most of the people, most, uh, are America-loving people. Mm -hmm. You have people out there that don't love this country. And those people, I'm not worried about. I don't want to talk to those people. Right. Those people are off my radar. Uh, they're, They're actually the gum and scum beneath my feet. However, you need to have people that give us the news like Dan Rather used to do. And then you need political commentators, uh, somebody like me, or who's a good left one. Um, I, I would say that that a-hole on HBO is getting better and better. Uh, he's a super leftist. However, he's starting to see, like he said the other day, he said, the people that are fighting to be the wokest cool kid, like wokeism, uh, <laughs> while they're doing that, China is surpassing us in this and this. So even the super leftists are figuring it out. And you know what? Not everybody needs to like me. Not everybody needs to like him. And that's what a network needs to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, They need to tell truth no matter what, unless it's a satire show. And then it's up to the American people to be smart enough that if they're reading something at like Babylon B to know that it's not real. But they're not. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't say that they're not. Well, see, I look at it like, I'm not going to name any names, but I know some people that, let me give an analogy. Okay. You you have a fish tank. Right. And you have fish that are fishing, that are in this fish tank, swimming around, being so happy, blah, 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 blah. And then you put a glass piece in the middle of the fish tank. Okay. Now there's fish on the left side and there's fish on the right side and they're used to going back and forth. Right. Now they're bonking themselves on this piece of glass. They, They can only go halfway. They start getting used to that. They know that they can go, used to be able to go back and forth. Now they can only go halfway. You leave that glass in for a short time, and then you pull the glass out. And now you watch the fish. They will not go any further than where that glass was. That's true. That is where the people are in the left in this country now. The glass has been removed, and they're not going any further. 
I agree with that to a point. However, I also... Go ahead. Prove me wrong. Go ahead, go ahead. What we have experienced is social engineering at its finest. Mm -hmm. Anything that can be engineered can be reverse engineered, can be applied in some other method. But do they want to listen to that reverse engineering? They might not. But I see a whole group of people in Generation Z saying... There's a Generation Z? Yeah, there is. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm not with this. I'm not, you know, uh, I don't want that. I I see this whole, I'll give you an example specifically, uh, young gals, where for a long time they were looking for the metrosexual, they were looking for the, now you're seeing that, hey, uh, I want a man. I want somebody that can take care of this. I want a guy that can change a tire on my car, you know. That is a transformational shift of societal ideals and views. So those fish have started skimming the bottoms. You know, Mm -hmm. they might run back right away, but they're they're starting to break through. If you want to know what a perfect uh, network is, it's the network that brings the change. It's the network that riles up the waters. It's the network that doesn't say, hey, you got to stay here. You got to stay there. It's the network that says, what the hell are you doing? Get together, mingle, swim together. There's good food over there. That's what a network should look like. Okay. I love that analogy, by the way. I know, right? It was a good one. I thought so. I mean, thank you. Oh, BZ said that it went out. BZ, oh, he can't hear me now anyways. Well, he's been listening long enough. He's going to have to know he's got to go in and out, you know, Spreaker, mm-hmm. kicking the sound off. Yep. You know, Maybe we're making too much sense. No. <laughs> I mean... Don't be smarter than common sense, right? Do we have common sense anymore? Well, here's the thing. Is it common? No, it's not common, common, that's for sure. But, you know, when you talk about a network and we talk about things like comedy, how many times have you heard a a comedian that said something that made you cringe, but then you chuckled about it afterwards? Carol Burnett show did it all the time. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) There's a lot of things that we don't agree with, and we don't Mm -hmm. have to agree about them. But we do need to learn to laugh about them. Mm-hmm. And we do need to understand that other people's opinions are their opinions mm-hmm. and they're none of our damn business. I think that's the hardest thing for conservatives to do um, because they've kind of been led into this game. They've been led into this fight. What I've learned is what you think about me mm-hmm. is none of my business. I agree with that, too. Not, and if you want to make it my business, it's still none of my business. I like me. I think I'm really cool. And if you don't like me. That's your loss. Period. Well, just say, if you don't like me, you can kiss my ass. I mean, it's that, <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, this there's is too, Unleashed Studios, there's right? There's too many people that would say Barrett. So, no, that's not happening. Can we entertain in our minds true, true journalism anymore? No. Why? Because there is no spot, there is no place for true journalism. Because before you start the political divide, you have to break down um, the moral compass that people live in. And once you do that, what you find is you have a V in the center. And that gets filled up with the BS or the proverbial water. Mm-hmm. And their voices get drowned out because it's it's not outrageous enough. So how do it's, we bring it back? I think trust, and I think people want to bring that back. I think people have trust to the is point. earned. How do you earn that trust, especially when there's so many out there on both sides of the spectrum, not just the left, but on the right as well. There's so many 
journalists on both sides that purposely distort distort the truth to make their agenda the best agenda for people to listen to whether I'm oh. m- m- most of the time it their agenda is based on lies and most of the time it's bs um sensationalizing has became the norm uh, like you said there is nobody that just comes out and gives you the news um somebody could have thrown a grenade in a building with nobody around mm-hmm. and what they will do is they'll come in and they'll say RPG hit side of building. We don't know if there's any survivors or not. You know, to hit, hit the people. emotions. Exactly. Yeah. Hit the emotions. Yeah. Conscience and science. And, you know, when we live in a, in a world literally where you're the bad guy because you believe in science and not emotion, until we can get that parallel changed, we can't fix anything. You know, all science is is a logical conclusion right. based on, on, on a hypothesis. Right. It is not a what what people think nowadays science is is based on fact and it's not it's based on experimentation. Right. What that's why doctors practice medicine. If you have a cold you Amen. know it's a cold but they're going to run tests for pneumonia and leukemia and a right. bunch of other happy crap but you know it's just a basic cold. Right. Well, well it's kind of like this. Practicing. First you got to go in and you got to have um, an X-ray, yeah. and then you got to go in, and you got to have an EKG. Well, you know, you can go in with a stubbed toe, and they'll give you a Pap smear. Okay, right, <laughs> right. I mean, that's, <laughs> but there's some things that are crossing the line right now, and I I think that people need to be truthful but compassionate. Mm-hmm. Both. Uh, I'll give you an example. I uh, our president <laughs> Biden. Oh, is that what he is? I guess uh, he's a fill-in. He's a resident. Yeah, I I wouldn't. He's temporary. A temporary resident. Thank God. Uh, he made it legal again for the military to pay for transgender surgeries. Say what? Yes. That I didn't hear. Yes. Donald Trump is the one that did the right thing and said, listen, if you want to get one, go ahead and get one. But the government's not paying for it. The people are. Okay. Well, now they're doing that. Okay. So I look at this in two different ways. One, uh, a few different ways. One, if you can't be yourself, you can't operate in a system that requires you to be the best that you can be. That is true. Right? There's one. Two, if we're going to offer uh, gender reassignment surgery, mm-hmm. okay, and this is, remember, sex and gender is different according to them. Uh, why aren't we offering breast augmentations? I need all the help I can get. You know, is the government going to pay for it? Absolutely not. That's the thing. It's only for transgender re- surgeries. It's only yeah, well. for the tens of thousands of dollars per month to stick the needles in you to give you, you know. Mm-hmm. We need a network that will cover that, but still be compassionate. about. I've met people that are transgender that are literally confused. They are confused about who they are. And nobody can say that I'm being an asshole right now. Right. Because the truth is, is if you're born with a penis and you want to have a vagina, you are the one that is not comfortable with yourself. And there are people out there. Do not get us wrong. It's not the people who were born that way that we have the issue with. Right. I know people who was born with a vagina and has hair on the chest and grows facial hair. Right. I know 
another individual who has a penis but has breasts and they are just as confused. Well, it's it's one of but, those things we have societal norms. But the confusion comes with the genetics, not with the confusion of should I be a boy or a girl? Right. And right. that's a huge difference because neurologically speaking, the genetics neurologically in the DNA, if you are born that way, is totally different than the but it, it is not genetics if you are not born that way and you just want to be a boy if you're a girl. That's a mental health issue. That is a mental health issue. And it's, it's not even a neurological issue. It's right. a programming issue. Well, and, you know, I think that, uh, I think God has designed everybody exactly the way that he wants them to be. Exactly. And that, that's between you and God. Uh, societal norms, if you want to try to change something, the way that you don't go about it is trying to cancel Everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like this. My wife was going to go buy, I think it was Dr. Pepper. I said, you putting that in the cart? And she said, why? I said, because I'm not going to be less white. You know what? <laughs> she, that's what Coke wants us to do is be less white. And I refuse. I, I refuse because of why? Because of cancel culture. Now, mm-hmm. however, if you have a penis or a vagina, that doesn't make you any more or any less of a human being to me. Correct. If you have an issue with your own body, that's on you, not on me. I don't have to change my life to suit how you feel. Are they willing to pay our mortgage? No. So why should we be willing to pay theirs? Amen. That's what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that there's not these issues. All you had to do was simplify it. Well, the thing is... is, (laughs) Here's the problem with every one of these out there. You have the CNNs of the world, and basically everybody mm-hmm. but Fox, and Fox is jumping on there. So with this network, we were just talking about an issue. That was a social issue. This wasn't a science issue. This was, you know, nobody jumps on social issues from a pro-American point of view. And unless we do, we will never, ever be able to reel in and remember how to get the fish between the aquarium. Until you start dealing with the social issues of the world, that is another thing that would make a wonderful network. But you have to be able to have compassion. You can't, you can't be. Empathy. Yes, empathy is, is so lacked in this country right now. To be empathetic to somebody's emotions, first of all, it's not our idea or our job to dictate to them, you have these feelings, you don't have these feelings. I can't say that about you because I don't know. I can say that it's messed up because scientifically it's not right. Then you haven't been on my Facebook page. I have learned so much about myself and who I am since I've been on Facebook. Right. You know, I have too. I've learned who I, I, if I was a bird whose card shit on, I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Dingo. We got, we got an Aussie in here. Awesome. Uh, BZ. Uh, that Craig guy's on here. Hey, Michelle's on here. Hey, Craig. Nancy's on Nancy. here. Nancy. Uh, Reb's on here. Hey, Reb. It's nice to see all these guys on here. But no, when you talk about a network, the network, I says it, it says everything in itself. It's a network. First of all, so, entertainment. So, is this going to be a network or is this going to be media entertainment? You're talking about hypothetical, hypothetically, right? Of course. Okay, I think it needs to be both. Um, Elaborate. Okay, I had a friend. 
You got that, friends? Uh, I do. A oh, couple of them. That's amazing. <laughs> and uh, his name was Jan- James, Jim Lockwood. James. And he was a uh, attorney. Now, politically, we disagreed on a lot. Mm-hmm. But he would get so angry and he was so funny. I watched his show for the entertainment value. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and I'll tell you, if you guys have been watching what the mainstream media puts out there for entertainment, it sucks. We haven't been watching. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> and by we, I, again, don't know what you're talking about. But <laughs> of course not. <laughs> hypothetically speaking, you know. <laughs> I, but, but here's the thing. I, I'm still friends with them. And, I mean, we talk once a week, twice a week. Uh, and there's something in America that's missing. Living. That's what I call it. You know, actually going out mm-hmm. and having fun. See, that's why we don't watch mainstream media. Because we're out living. What type of activities are you engaging in? <laughs> okay, stop. Don't answer that. We don't. <laughs> we have been engaging and he goes to work. Oh, he does. And I go into Branson. I go into, I go into other cities. I talk to people. Well, I would love to be able to do that when I can get a jet and state hop like you can. Um, I'm going to do it. If you saw my jet, it would kill you. Probably. (laughs) Uh, But no, I mean, that's what it's about. Like, I remember uh, pre-pandemic. Isn't it funny we got to say pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, or are we still in the pandemic? You know. We do have to say that? uh, Well, to explain to people what we're talking about, because people have this new norm now. And what the network needs to do is say, hell no, there isn't a new norm. It's normal to go to the ice cream shop with your kids while not nailing your oxygen around your lips. You know what? Uh, That's a normal thing. Taking your kids to the movies is a normal thing. Going out to eat with your wife or girlfriend, that's a normal thing. Oh, Walking in the park. Yes, walking in the park. Come on. I don't know about barefoot. There's a lot of dog shit in the park. but uh, Well, you have to watch where you step. Yeah, you got to watch out for landmines. And then then take it a step further. How about this? Is there anything wrong with a man opening a door for his girlfriend or woman absolutely not okay let, let me let's take it a step further that there, makes that that makes me feel important right so if you're a gay man and you're taking your whatever your Signi- man significant other and he opens the door is there anything wrong with that no so why are we teaching kids that chivalry is dead no matter who your partner is Have you ever thought about that? Like, Mm -mm. let's just take it from the LGBTQ uh, perspective. Oh, I wish I could think like them, but I can't. So go ahead. I have a hard time, but I'm really trying. Like, I I literally am really trying. Like, if we wanted to say something in America was bad, let's just Uh call hate bad. Okay, hate's bad. But why would we stop people from interacting in a respectful, happy way? Like, pulling chairs out for somebody or opening their door or putting your arm out for your other why would why would you be attacking chivalry i can tell you why you know i i don't know if they're attacking chivalry as much as they are attacking why should there be respect let me play the devil the devil's advocate here i think you're right why should we why should we have respect why should i respect you and why should you respect me Oh, you mean like respect uh, if you have female qualities or male qualities and you're very good at them and you're strong and opinionated and an individual with freedom and liberty and 
breathing fire like an American. You mean those type of things? No, I'm t- well, those two. But say, for example, I'm walking down the street with with my man. He will move me to the inside of the sidewalk and That's make right. sure he's on the outside of the sidewalk. That is hugely respectful to me. It is if he's a man. He opens the door for me. Right. He opens the vehicle door for me. Right. He takes my arm and he helps me get in the vehicle. That is respect to me. Well, that's what being a man's about. That's also respect. It is. So who taught him that? Well, my dad taught me that. Uh, My mother taught me that. I've never asked him to do these things for me. A woman should not have to ask her man. Well, I, I, you know, and that's exactly right. And that's where I was kind of going with what, what I said. Huh. And you just said respect. I beat you to it. Well, <laughs> when you were a guy, there used to be a thing in this country uh, about getting respect from your elders. I've and, never been a guy, so I can't relate. Well, if you're a woman or a man, I mean, okay. women are supposed to act in a certain way. Absolutely. Men are supposed to act in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And it's not because one's better than the other. It's because collectively it's the best for all people involved. Well, the Bible says that. Women are not the weaker vessel, but we are to be treated as the weaker vessel because the man is stronger. You're supposed to be protective. Absolutely. Period. And I respect that. (laughs) Right. I respect that. Can I whip the snot out of my man? I would not want to. Right. But But can you? No. (laughs) We're not going to go. We're we're not not going to go there. If most women cannot. But let's just say we're walking down the, the street and it's nighttime. And four guys walk up on us. Right. I can guarantee you that him and I will work together. Right. I'm not going to bow down and allow some men to beat up my guy. Right. And he's not going to bow down and allow anybody to touch me. We will go back to back and we will work oh, together. Oh, wait a second. That's Are you saying you're a team? Absolutely. No. That respect doesn't create a team atmosphere, does it? It does. You mean healthy relationships that are good for all the community and all the whoa, social whoa, whoa, engagement? Whoa, whoa, whoa. And what, right? Who said it was healthy? Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. I'm right most of the time. No, you're not. You're a man. Which means I'm right no, almost no, no. 99.9% of the time. That means you're correct sometimes. <laughs> correct, right. But well, this And this is exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to a network. We were having a good time right now discussing a lot of topics that could have people heated, mm-hmm. you know, throwing stuff at each other. And, it, and it's time to say, just shut up. Shut up. Treat each other with respect. If you can't engage with issues like this and, and say your opinion without getting offended, go put your head in a pail and don't pull it out for half hour. Talk to each other, not about each other. Well, Talk with each other and not at each other. I can sit here and have a conversation with you, but you can go off and do 15 different other things. Well, well, you're a guy, you can't multitask, but (laughs) (laughs) listen to her, listen to her, (laughs) but you can listen at me. Right. And not hear a word I say. Well, and it's vice versa. It's, it's vice versa. I could be multitasking, uh, texting on my phone, watching TV, reading a book, and you're trying to talk to me, and I, I'm not hearing you. Right. That is not communication. What'd you say? Exactly. Yeah. What What two people <laughs> need to do is talk to each other, and if you're going to have an argument, talk to each. Let him know how you feel. Right. Without the emotion in it. 
Right. This is how I feel. This is how you made, I think you made me feel. But in actuality, I'm doing it to myself. Well. So let me hear how I, how you think I offended you. And right. most of the time, we're saying the same thing, only differently. You mean like lines on parallel? <laughs> I'm not ever going to say that you are... I'll say you're correct. Okay, that, that'll work for me. So, I mean, if you're looking at a, hypothetically, a, a new network, mm-hmm. hypothetically, and it was going to cover all the bases, like podcasts, radio, TV, hypothetically, and we, we were going to, you know, blow this thing up like it would never happen, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I mean, it was going to be something like, you know, big, mm-hmm. hypothetically. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying here is that I think that when it comes to entertainment, when it comes to news, when it comes to podcasts, when it comes to radio, you need to have everything because that is the, the most beautiful thing about America is... Do you, do you realize that we're one of the only countries in the world where you can go, I want to go have Italian tonight. I want to have Chinese tonight. I want to have Mexican tonight. We're not culturally appropriating. That is our culture. Mm-hmm. It is American culture. Mm-hmm. And somehow. And you're not being racist because you chose Chinese tonight and Mexican tomorrow night. Right. Well, I'll never choose Chinese. You know, I just, I can't handle their food. Right. My daughter made me something good that was Chinese the other night, but it was sweet. You know, yeah, that's a that's a story for another day on another <laughs> network, hypothetically. You know, <laughs> uh, but what we were just talking about, could you imagine having two people getting on video and they have a heated debate and then they have a shot of peanut butter whiskey when you're done? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's entertainment to me. We can agree to disagree. Amen. Just because my view is different from your view. Right doesn't make me right and you wrong it just makes me different exactly and and you know i, I don't want to pussyfoot around sometimes there's a time for a fight really? there's a time and a place for everything and there are things that are crossing the line that needed to be that need to be pointed out i'll give you an example i there was a democrat the other day that was talking about how we needed to pass the covid bill okay to save the people to save it here's the truth He's walk, he's working in a lot of gray area there because we did need to pass this, not the way that it is, but we needed to get hands or money into the hands of American people. But what he said was two years ago, right? A long time ago. I mean, it started a long time ago. Them raping, pillaging, and putting putting us into debt bondage. That's what our government does. They're they're, they're not out there to help us, anyways. I digress. The point is, is that he said that working in that gray area. Then he says. The Republicans need to quit worrying about what gender Mr. Potato Head's going to be and start working on this. And I was like, you know what? He just lost all credibility with mm-hmm. me. Every part of that you set up to that point, that was a political jab. Now I'm done. Now my fighting face is on. All right. You want, you want to step all back? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd like to take him behind the gym. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. <laughs> you know, sniff, sniff. Right. Yeah. Poor guy. My, uh, my, uh, Son, he was telling me a joke, and I can't remember what. It, oh, it was oh, okay. I'm I can't say that joke because it's so bad. Um, but he he said something like, "Why doesn't um, Biden like going and seeing new recruits at the army? Why? Because none of them have any hair." 
<laughs> that was a Gavin joke that he came up with all on his own. I was like, that's, that's a true, pretty though. good one. That's, yeah. that's true. So I think that's what it needs. I think we need entertainment, but we need we need some truth. You need some laughs, but, you know, sometimes you need some of this. It's almost like a parent, you know, when they're talking with their children. Because there's funny times, there's hard times, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. great times, there's bad times. It used to be that the news went through the bad times with you. Right. When they sat behind the desk and they are giving the news, this is what is happening in Vietnam. Right. This is what is happening here. They are there with you. They're yes. there for you. But did you ever notice that nowadays, even though they went through that, at the end they always had a good story? Mm-hmm. Yes. The good stories aren't there anymore. No. There's no reporter or journalist walking into the you know local dog pound saying, this puppy was rescued. Or um, little things like I miss, like Bob Barker. Don't forget to get your pet spayed and neutered. And yeah. you remember, that was all good things. It was for the good of humanity. It was, it was socially good. What do we have anymore like that? Can you name one thing like that? No. Because it's non-existent. And somebody, here's the thing. I'm a people reader. That's what I do. I understand people's emotions. And I yeah, understand. now I know my, my cheek twitches. Yeah, you know, we had this conversation earlier because <laughs> she didn't think she had to tell. And I was like, if we were playing poker, you would lose. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell. <laughs> right. Uh, <clears throat> but here's the thing. There is a hunger in this nation for unity. Mm-hmm. That is how you True unity. Ev- correct. True unity. There is nothing that Americans can't get through. I mean, what could they, could you bomb our buildings and we couldn't get through it? Nope, done that. Uh, could we be in world wars and not come? Oh, no, we've done that. Could it be a civil war? Oh, no, we've done that. Could it be a pandemic? Oh, no, we've done. There is nothing that the American people can't do. And that scares the hell out of the elites. That scares oh, them absolutely. to death. They do not want us to unite. That's why they got about 15 levers that they try to separate us with. You know, we look at, oh, look at that rich person. They're so terrible. Or, oh, look at those poor people. They're disgusting. They use that as leverage. Even though the rich people and the poor people really don't say that, our per, our perception is, is that they do. We'll see back home. We had the Federal Emergency Management Agency come to the ranch. Okay. Because somebody turned, well... A portion of the property is um, was a, a a dump, okay, and it's gone from trash to treasure, literally. And the guy didn't want us on the property because he was trying to squat and steal the property. So he called FEMA. FEMA came out, did their thing. What I'm getting at is what the guy said to one of my hands was, "Do you have the millions of dollars that it's going to take?" to straighten this situation out. Now, this guy, my guy is tall. He's got the whole scraggly beard thing going on, the long hair thing going on. And then the FEMA guy looks at his other guy and he says, you don't understand. In these parts, you can look like you're homeless and be a multimillionaire. Right. That's true. Needless to say. I mean, but see, that's everywhere. That's not just in the Appalachian Mountains. That is everywhere. People are so busy judging another person. Appalachian Mountains, Rocky Mountains. I mean, 
It's cities, right? Suburbs. What, it, hey, how about this? What is the number one selling vehicle for a self-made millionaire? I don't know. I have a toy, Toyota Sequoia. <laughs> Ford F one fifty. Is it really? Is the number one selling vehicle to self-made millionaires? I'm in so America. sorry for them. Well, see, people just they I don't, don't like understand. Ford. <laughs> I, I have sat across from billionaires. Mm-hmm. I have sat across from super. I mean, mm-hmm. the great, the A list people. And what I find out, uh, and I was, you know, there was a time when I would get uh, a celebrity struck. Mm-hmm. And now what I find out is we call that. It, we makes, call it star stupid, but go ahead. Yeah, star stu- Well, here's the thing. They're just normal people. And when you're star stupid, that makes them uncomfortable. And if you treat them just like you would anybody else, they are most of the time really cool. They're just Absolutely. like us. So what it, what it, I've learned about that is at the end of the day, they're still, still human beings. They're just beings. people. Right. At the end of the day. My, my dad always said this to me um, when he would hear about racism. He's like, Jeremy, people are people are people. And that was it. Mm-hmm. That was the divine intervention that I needed, the wisdom of the day. Mm-hmm. People are people are people. <laughs> and it doesn't it. get any simpler than that. You know yep. what I mean? But that's how they've self-destructed us. Race, wealth, political ideology. So people listen to this. Right. Listen, because people are people. Right. Are people. At the end of the day, they're still just people. Exactly. And, and when we can get to that point again, if a hypothetical network was to blast on the scene that had all these great shows, you know, uh, people and shows that you guys already know, if it was to blast on the scene, it would take over the world. Because not only would it be giving the truth, it would be giving unity. And it would be showing true power because power always attracts. It's like this shiny gold piece at the bottom of the river. Ooh, shiny things. Shiny things, yes. When you have that and you can empower them, that's the key to a network. You don't need to empower yourself. You don't need to make yourself, I'm the best. Here, how about this one? I am a super genius. Yeah, you you don't need to do that. What you really need to do is you need to empower them. Whether it's to empower them to laugh, whether it's to empower them to better their life. Like some of the podcasts that I listen to, and I assume that you do, are wisdom podcasts about Mm -hmm. wealth, about family. And um, Mm -hmm. when we can take all of that and then we can make the people understand that wealth isn't what you really think it is. What the true meaning of these words actually are and then how to attain them. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, there ain't anybody else that's gonna stand a chance. You know, people say, I mean, hypothetically, people rich, right? People do not understand wealth. They think money, right? And money's gonna buy me happiness. Do you have a roof over your head? Whether it's a tent or a cardboard box, right? Or walls. I have a tiny home about the size of your studio. Wow. I mean, that's where I prefer to live. I can have this huge house if I want a huge house. I don't want one. Right. That doesn't make, I have no idea where I was going with that. It was just like. Well, I'll take over for you. Um, Well, you do that. (laughs) It it reminds me of my grandpa. My grandpa. I know where I was going. You want to finish? Sure. Go for it. Wealth and riches is about who you are, not what you have. Right. If you have someone to love, you are the richest person in the world. I don't care if you live in the Mojave Desert with 
water that you just add water to. You know, right. <laughs> just, you know, what is that called? Dehydrated water. If you are with someone that you love and that person loves you, it doesn't matter where you are. Right. You are the wealthiest person in the whole world because you can grow from there and make yourself somebody. Right. If, if I was thinking along your lines, but I was a bad guy, okay, mm-hmm. let me be the devil's advocate now, okay? Ooh, how fun, yeah. Okay. If I wanted to trick people into giving me everything that I valued, which would be money mm-hmm. and power, what I would trick them into thinking is the important stuff is stuff that you could buy with money. Mm-hmm. I would trick the whole world into thinking that, that you got to work more, you got to work longer. You, that's what I would trick them into doing. And that way they could pay me more tax. But I'm only, you know, I'm hypothetically speaking of a if, you know, not that there's any truth to that. Let me give you an example. <laughs> um, I went to meet a friend at a very prestigious uh, resort. This resort held the elite of the elite. Okay. We're talking the cheapest room was $2,500 a night. Wow. That's the cheapest room. I've never been to that place. <laughs> and a friend of mine and I were going up to this resort. Now, I had just come out of the wilderness, so I, I, and I hadn't bathed yet. I stunk. My hair was just all trash. I had been gone out for like a week and a half. I hadn't washed my hair. It was all matted. I was in a pair of moccasins. Um, I had been riding a horse for that week and a half, so I smelled rather funky. I get out of the vehicle, and instead of going to the back where the employees' quarters are, to where you can get cleaned up before you go into the lobby, I walked straight into the lobby. And, of course, you know, you've got these really ritzy guys that are opening the door for you. Well, this guy didn't want to open the door for me. And a friend of mine is yelling out the window. She says, you can't go in there dressed like that. And I turned around, <laughs> and I yelled, I am the daughter of the king. I can go anywhere I want. Right <laughs> there inside that resort, their attitude totally changed. It wasn't because I'm a Christian and I am the daughter of the king. I can go anywhere I want to. Right. They actually thought I was the daughter of a king because it was the way I carried myself. I didn't have money. I did. I didn't have enough money to to go into this resort and spend twenty five hundred dollars for this room. <clears throat> right. It was the way I carried myself because I am the daughter of the king. Right. I am somebody. Listeners out there, you are somebody. Remember that. It doesn't matter if nobody else thinks that you're somebody. What matters is what do you think of yourself? Who are you within yourself? Okay, so you're hurt and you're broken. We're all hurt and broken, but you are still somebody. You know, that'd be really good to have on a network, a show like that, hypothetically. Oh, what, that you're somebody? Yeah, well, I mean, that that deep emotional tie type stuff. Like, you know, somebody. I don't know that song. Sometimes. Oh, Dean Martin? <gasps> Who? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and yeah. he says he's old. Yeah, well, you know, I was just fascinated by something that uh, our good friend Beasy said. Because there's so much weight in this little statement. Let me mm-hmm. find it here. Instant water. Just add water. Mm-hmm. There's so much wisdom in that statement, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to explain it because I think everybody should ponder on that for a while. But instant water, just dead water. There's so much to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that if somebody was to hypothetically start a huge network, 
Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about these ones that have been sprung up here and there. Right. I'm talking about major backers to do it the right way. The only th- way to do it, right. hypothetically. Hypothetically. I think that it needs all the above. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a cake. You know, if, if you're asking me, Kate, I am, I'm not going to lie. I'm a pretty good chef. Uh, how do you make the perfect? I, I am going to lie. I'm so impressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I'm very good at what I call garbage food, okay? I, it's like, you know, chip dips. I'm the king. Um, but no, when you make a cake and you have a beautiful cake, mm-hmm. I can't say, well, you need a little flour with that. Because that's just one dynamic of that cake. Mm-hmm. Or the salt or the you pepper. You have to have all exactly. of the ingredients. To every piece. Work. Just like we need in America. We need every person. Whether they're left, whether they're right, whether they're centrist. So let me ask you. Sure. Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically. Course, when do we start this network? I would say we start it next week. That works for me. That works for you. That works for me. I don't know. Hypothetically, I would tell people that they should probably be looking around for something big. I mean, really big. That would be what I, that would be what I suggest, hypothetically, of course. How big? I would say worldwide. Worldwide. I like, would say worldwide. Are you talking about, you know, oh, I got to do, I got to do this. Are you talking about international? What, me? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to let go. you talk. You go ahead and talk. Absolutely. Internationally. International. I think. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Internationally. Okay. Well, yes. I would say start in Europe and work yeah. your way to the United States. Because the United States has too many laws, rules, and strict regulations that are really sucky. Right. So We think. It's not like we've looked into it or anything. Well, no, of course not, because it's hypothetical. Right. So, <laughs> so you start out someplace else, and you work your way to the United States. It's all, so, so the hypothetical network is already established before right. it hits the United States. The United States is saying, I want to hear that. I want to listen to that. So you mean like, a, like almost like Arnold Schwarzenegger? You start on one side, then you come to America, and you say, "I'll be you, back." Yeah, I'll be back. And you, 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 know, you grow your muscles real big, and then you become governor, and then you trash talk somebody, which I'd like to smack the crap out of for. But you know what I'm saying? It's all <laughs> hypothetical. Oh, <Sure. laughs> uh, you know what? I think uh, I don't know how long you usually go, but about an at, hour. You're at 58 minutes and nine seconds. Oh, good. Well, then I've got a couple seconds to make a plug-in for Thursday night because Thursday night next week my special guest is Byron Rogers from Executive Protection Lifestyle. Ooh. And Byron is, in my opinion, one of the best of the best in the United States. They're not, they're not going to want to miss that. They are not going to want to miss that. This is going to be an incredible interview. He has. Deep, deep insight. Um, he's a strong Christian man, and he is a motivational speaker. And he can rip your heart out, talk to it, mold it, and put it back in before you even know what happened. No and holds barred? No holds barred. Oh. And you want more by the time you're done listening to him. So Byron Rogers next week of Executive Protection Lifestyle. So, Jeremy. Awesome. Where can we find you well you can come to spreaker where uh, spreaker where's that uh, uh it's on the interwebs oh got it okay yeah yeah i you know i'm the worst person ever i've been doing this for so many years you'd think that i'd be smart enough to remember what my like my paper i would have thought is, that you'd or, be smart yeah well yeah some people <laughs> like to say i'm not you know <laughs> that's okay uh, i'm all inclusive here you know? oh, okay got it yeah uh, spreaker.com forward slash show forward slash 
unleash your one. I know that. Oh. Uh, and then, you know, I'm doing this little thing with this guy named Dan in the morning, and it's a, it's a pretty funny show. It's called Morning Crankers. I've heard that show. Yeah, you did, because you made me cookies for it. And I did. Were, they were pretty damn good. <laughs> and then the next day, we're like, this sucks. <laughs> we need cookies. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but, uh, yeah, check us out. Remember... Uh, to check out your show, that's going to be a powerful, moving show. It's going to be very powerful. Thursday. I can't wait for that one. And you know what? The kids, they're actually starting to watch these podcasts with me. Cool. Good. You know, because you just get too busy. So, you you know, you have your phone mm-hmm. there and then the kids are there and they're watching and they're looking. And so I hope it's one of those shows that they're like knocks their socks off. It will. Awesome. It will be. It, awesome. And um, so this ends the broadcast for me tonight. Thank you for joining me around my campfire, Mr. Hansen, of Unleashed Jeremy Hansen on Spreaker.com. Thank you for having me. Remember, train hard, train smart to survive, thrive, and stay alive. This is Kate signing off until next time.